Do you find the smell of polyvinyl to be an aphrodisiac? If so, then sit back and relax. You're in the right place. It's time for the podcast for men who think plastic is fantastic. I'm bringing sexy back. You're listening to the Action Figure Blues Podcast, episode number 209, for the week of Wednesday, the 24th of February, 2016. I'm Ben. And I'm John. This episode is being brought to you by Mike's Comics and Stuff and ActionFigureBlues.com. Tonight, our toys of the week are the NECA Alien Series 3 Dog Alien, the Kotobukiya DC Bishoujo Black Canary Statue, and the McFarlane The Walking Dead Hospital Doors Building Set. John, I thought I was going to be doing this show solo. I walked into the studio and there was no one here, but you were just in the break room. Yeah, well, you know, I needed some coffee this time morning. <laughs> it's a bit like that. It's a bit like that. Well, the uh, the stars haven't quite aligned for this episode, but John and I will be uh, handling this as a duo tonight and uh, knocking it out of the park, of course. That was actually kind of strange having everybody there last week. I know, and we're well and truly making up for it yeah. this week. Yeah. <laughs> so everyone has various uh, family do's and whatnot on. So, But anyway, what have you been up to, mate? I went and saw Star Wars, finally. Hooray! I've been waiting for this exact moment. I didn't want to uh, do it on social media or anything. And uh, how are you feeling? Um, I see robots asked me online, and I said I gave it a B+. Okay. Well, that's still pretty reasonable. Um, Mrs. Nerd thought some of the, the plot lines were kind of rehashed from, from mm. previous Oh, films. yeah. And, and, Absolutely. And I thought, I thought they, they just tried to include too many little Easter eggs. Mm. Like when the, when Luke's lightsaber's in the snow and you see it just start to vibrate like it's moving. I was, I was <laughs> like, really? Did, did they need to do that? You know, that kind, you yeah. know, that, those kind of little subtle, they almost weren't subtle. They were almost knocking you over the head. Mm-hmm. I think the thing I've said repeatedly when people ask me what I thought of the film is that uh, you can sense the the touch from many fingers. Mm. Uh, it's obvious that Disney knew that this was going to be a monster, and so they needed to protect it at all levels. And so you can you can feel the hands of many, 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 many um, Disney executives getting involved instead of kind of just sitting back and, and let the film go. And uh, you know, I'm still convinced there's a pretty decent director's cut out there too, because I uh, I genuinely felt like there were scenes missing. Mm. Um, I, I certainly I don't want to give it away, but there, there were certain events that happened in the film and I thought there would be certain people talking to certain people based on those events and uh, when that didn't happen, and I, all I could think of is there must be a 
deleted scene yeah. uh, where that happens because it would be really odd not to do it. So I don't know. But, I mean, I certainly enjoyed it from a special effects point of view and, you know, you, you really can't go wrong with lightsabers. So. No, no. I mean, pacing-wise, it was pretty good. And, you know, it was definitely a lot of action. I was kind of disappointed there weren't more yeah. um, familiar aliens. Yeah, yeah. I think they stepped it up a bit, certainly when we saw, like, Asti and, you know, actually seeing an alien X-Wing pilot was all very cool. But, yeah, there wasn't a lot of uh, rehashing old aliens. But, I don't know, I went and saw it a second time, and I think I actually enjoyed it a lot more the second time. I was able to relax. Uh, I was sort of listening to the dialogue a lot more and, and, yeah, just picked up a lot more, I guess. So, yeah, maybe when you see it again, we'll uh, revisit the conversation. It'll probably be DVD by that point, but... (laughs) Yeah, it's probably not that far off, really, so end of March or something like that. So what have you been up to? Uh, uh, Yeah, kind of a a big week in in the fish milkshake household. I I returned to full-time work, um, not because I was unemployed, because I've been on long-term leave. Um, looking after my tadpoles, and uh, I have to say the silence was deafening. Um, my entire world has been filled with rapid uh, bursts of chaos thanks to um, the, the wee ones and going back to an office job uh, where people sort of get quite involved in their work and the, the silence across the floor was just... Uh, was was deafening, and I, I have staff, and so I feel kind of rude, you know, sticking headphones on. Um, mm. So, but also, you know, doing the five day week as well. You know, uh, it's not quite nine to five, uh, but yeah. But anyway, I did manage to sneak out during the week and see Deadpool. No, oh, Eddie, you'll be happy. Yeah, I did. I sent him a message and said, "Ah, oh, saw Deadpool. It was okay, I guess." <laughs> <laughs> he sent back this emoji of Deadpool's face with tears coming out of the <laughs> out of the eyes, and I said, "No, no, I'm just kidding. It was awesome." So it's uh, it's it's a lot of fun. It's, now, uh, I have to ask because I've heard a couple of different things. If you're a non-comic Deadpool fan, you know, like you're you're not a Deadpool fan, would it appeal to you? I think so. I, it's it's the definition, the very definition of a popcorn superhero mm-hmm. film. Um, it happens to be, you know, well in in the US it's R rated. Um, and so, you know, there's certainly, there's nudity, there's very graphic violence, uh, a lot of swearing and things like that. So it's certainly not a kid's superhero film, but really it's, it's fun. You, you just turn your brain off. There's, it's very crass, uh, as well. So if you're offended by what I guess we would, you know, uh, effectively say is toilet humor, uh, then it's not for you if you don't like, Violence, it's not for you, but you know, you can almost kind of tell before you go in. Yeah. Uh, but I enjoyed it a lot. I thought it was a, a lot of fun. I'd like to see it again. Oh, good. So, good. Yeah. And the breaking the fourth wall stuff works quite well when he's talking to the camera. So, yeah, it doesn't sort of take you in and out of the film as I thought it would. No, oh, well, that's, so, that's good too. Yeah. Because yeah, it kind of works in the commercials and you're like, eh, but does that work for a whole movie? You know? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And uh, I, I thought Colossus was great. Um, I think he was uh, a little bit too soft, so to speak, but I think the CGI worked really well and the, the humour was very well done. Oh, good. So, good. Yeah, indeed. Indeed. I don't even know what's next in terms of cinematic outings. I think poor old Eddie's been building up to this for so long. He's taking a, a well-earned rest. I, I think he still has to see it a few more times before he can do that. <laughs> That's right. I, don't, I think he's up to three or something now, so he's doing well. 
So, all right. Well, it is just the two of us for this episode. And uh, I know that uh, the New York Toy Fair news has been well and truly around for about a week now. Um, but there was some stuff that we didn't cover in last week's epic. And, uh, you know, we don't just read the news out because it's news. We read the news out because we like to comment on it and give you our opinions uh, on stuff that we might be potentially buying down the track. So we do have a few more things to go through before we get to our Toys of the Week. So how about we get started with some articulated news? Let's do it. It's the Joker attacking the Imaginex transforming Batcave. Quick, lock the door. Turn the power pad. Activate the transformation. Bring it on, Joker. Missed. Quick, up the elevator. Turn the power pad. Unlock the flight suit. And get the drop <laughs> on the Joker. Welcome back, Joker. Imagine X transforming Batcave comes as shown. Other toys sold separately. Before we get to our main features, we start each episode with a bit of news. And articulated news is where we discuss the latest events and announcements in the toy and collectibles world. And we are not a comprehensive toy news service. These are just the stories that relate to the things we're interested in and have caught our eye this week. And uh, that's pretty much it. This is just the stuff that came out of New York Toy Fair that we thought was worth mentioning on the show. And, uh, John, you had a couple of things to start us off. Yeah, it looks like our good friends over at Funko um, want to tantalize us with some new stuff. (laughs) And uh, they are introducing a new line called Rock Candy. And these are 5-inch vinyl figures, but they're not Pops. They're not Dorbs. These are... um, Looks like women figures, little, mm. you know, kind of stylized. Uh, they're not Bishojo, you know, they're more cartoony, but um, <laughs> we're seeing DC and Barbie here. So uh, I know I see robots will be happy with the first one because it's Batgirl in you know, a couple of different outfits. Yep. yep. Um, Wonder Woman, Supergirl, Harley Quinn, of course. And, uh, not only the regular comic Wonder Woman, but we're also getting Batman v Superman, uh, Amazon yes. Warrior uh, Wonder Woman. That's cool, but at least you got the option of both. And then uh, we're getting um, Barbie rock candy as well, celebrating Barbie through the years. So uh, looks like uh, the regular 1959, you know, classic Barbie with the the black and white swimsuit, the first one. Um, Astronaut Barbie looks kind of funky. Yeah, I do like the Doctor one too. It's quite quite clever. Yeah, like, some, I actually don't mind very these. very eighties Barbies in there as well. <laughs> yes, yeah. Uh, look, I I I quite like these. Uh, not for me, but um, you know, one of my girls is getting old enough to start being interested in this sort of stuff, and you know, I take her with me to my local comic shop, and you know, there's there's not a lot that is aimed uh, at someone her age. Uh, Mm. She looks at the Funko Pops of uh, My Little Pony, uh, and she's got a couple of those. But in terms of, you know, female superheroes, uh, there's not a huge amount of stuff out there that sort of falls into this kind of category. I don't think it even needs to be articulated for her. So um, I'd be quite curious on the price point uh, for these to see if they actually can keep them reasonable. Yeah, I think they're the maybe 15 yeah 15 to 20 i would hope so especially maybe. with no articulation or do they i'm trying yeah. to look if there's any cut joints on the shoulders or doesn't look like it yeah they're pretty 
it's moulded as is. No, it doesn't look like it. Well, actually, I noticed the in the top right corner of the packaging, is that a 14 plus? Yes, it is. How bizarre. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, I, I guess because it's intended to be a collector line. Even, does the Barbie one say the same thing? I don't know. Maybe they made a poor Barbie. <laughs> I don't know. I can't tell. You'd have to think that the huh. Barbie ones... No, actually, the Barbie ones say 3+. plus. Hmm. How odd. Yeah. How odd. Maybe we need to get on to Funko about that and ask them what the deal is. We might just have to do that. Mm, they're certainly heavily Photoshopped, too, in these images. So. Yeah. Anyway, that's cool. I just like the fact that there's options out there like that. Yeah, they're cool. They're cool. Hmm. They're not overly sexualized either. No, so that's, no, that's uh, right. Very cool. Yeah. Well, coming up next, uh, we're getting, speaking of little mini collectibles, um, from our friends at Crypto Zoic. Crypto Zoic? Is that right? Cryptozoic. 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 Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There we go. Um, we're getting, uh, little vinyl representations of the bombshells that have been, st- uh, stylized. So I think these are going to be blind boxed. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm yeah over, blind boxed in a metal tin. I'm over the whole blind box thing. Eh. That's okay. Looks like they've got some other stuff coming as well, but uh, like a very stylized Batmobile statue that I, I it looks like Roger Rabbit met Batman kind of. Yeah. Yeah, it was only, I think, last week or maybe only the week before we were commenting about how the Funko Pop um, have now moved into other spaces. You know, it's it's, un, it's the, probably the first time we've seen a major licence like that spin off into other licences. We've got Pop Vinyl T-shirts and Pop Vinyl mugs. Uh, and now, you know, we're finding the, um, the bombshells are starting to do the same thing. I really want to see them do an action figure line. I'm now at that point where I think, yeah, that must be in the works. Looking at these little, or little bombshells as they're called, which I actually quite like. I, I really, I like um, Mira with her little pitchfork, her trident. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, and they, yeah, these are cool. They seem quite faithful to the actual bombshells because I noticed um, Black Canary's got her microphone. And oh, Mira's actually got the little sailor hat on though. Mm. So this is the the alternate version that was proposed. Yeah. Hooray. <laughs> Yeah. Um, no, they look cute. They look cute. Um, I like them. Yeah. I, but like I said, I really want to see an action figure line because I think they're they're due for it. What do you think of this DC Comics '66 Batmobile statue, the stylized one? Like I said, I think I think it's Roger Rabbit meets mm. meets mm. Batman. Yeah, I, I really don't know. I look at it and I think that's awesome, but then at the same time, I go, that's really odd. It's um, it's really yeah, it is cartoony, isn't it? It's uh, yeah, you know what? It's it's more like um, really not chopper bunch. Rabbit. tiny tunes. Mm, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's the style it looks like to me. Okay, and I noticed there's also this new uh, mugshot busts coming out. That's obviously they kind of exhausted the you know women of the DC universe bust line, so they're coming out with this new mugshot. That's okay. Hmm. I, I, don't, I don't mind that. I don't mind no. that. That's all right. Um, you know, but how many villain ones are they going to have? It's going to be. Well, that's or is that, yeah, yeah. True, true. Hmm. Unless it's not just the women, unless it's everybody. 
and they just happen to start with Harley. Yeah, yeah. I notice there's even more. There's the six-inch scale um, bombshell vinyl figures as well. Uh, yeah, those I don't like as much as the little ones. I yeah. think the little ones are cute, but I, I don't know. I mean, because you got to think by the time you get into that size, um, how much more different. Well, I guess these will be vinyl, but, you know. But, I mean, that's uh, action figure sized, isn't it? So Yeah. So it's interesting that they've stuck with the whole stylized one. They could have gone the other way. I'd be curious what the price point on stuff like this. I think they're actually quite cute. But if they're, you know, if they're in the vicinity of you know, fifty nine ninety five or something silly like that for a six inch vinyl figure, um, that'll be quite. Well, small. you know, that's like half the price of the statue. Mm. But so if they were, you know, twenty four ninety five or something, that's a lot more reasonable. Yeah. Yeah, that I think you're you got a good point there. It'll be, depend on the price point. Yeah, yeah, and a lot of the stuff uh, that we see at Toy Fair, they don't usually price it because it's you know, to be determined, to be determined, and yeah, whatnot. So, yeah, very good. All right, well, uh, we're just going to throw to assorted uh, news, and I have some news, and that is from Mattel, uh, and I have to say that I am uh, pretty unexcited about you know any news from Mattel these days. I I think I've just been burnt out. Um, after DC Universe Classics and the, the lack of anything kind of solid from them since then. Um, so there was no real surprise when uh, their offerings came out um, over the weekend and it revolved around DC movie properties. And they're calling it DC Comics Multiverse, which I think is just an excuse to do figures from any particular era or format or anything else. Uh, we've got a whole bunch of Suicide Squad figures uh, based on the movie likenesses. Um, that's a bit sort of arguable. A couple of them look a bit uh, iffy to me. Certainly some nice-looking figures. I think, uh, you know, the sculpts on many of them, like um, Katana and Deadshot, look quite good. So if you're into movie figures, then you'll be uh, you'll be thrilled about that. Uh, we saw some six-inch and a couple of sort of scaled-up versions as well. Um, nothing sort of terribly interesting in there for me. Um, we got the sort of the, the Doomsday Superman spiky-looking guy. Um, these are the multiverse Batman versus Superman figures as well. Um, there was actually quite a nice uh, Supergirl figure in there, and that's... Uh, I, uh, yeah, that looks pretty good. Yeah, it says um, that the, they haven't finished the deco on it, um, but actually looks quite like Melissa Benderwiss, still however you pronounce her. Um, yeah. There was a Doomsday in there. I'm really liking that show. By the way, it is, yeah, I think it's a lot of fun. I, I think it's been said a few times on the AFB forum that she's she's just very sweet and very charming. Uh, I think it appeals to all ages, and you know, I, I think pretty soon I'm going to start watching the show again, and I'll, I'll sit down with Miss Seven and and uh, watch it with her. So that's quite neat to see a, a nice figure of her. Um, I think one of the standouts for me was probably the uh, the mutant leader from um, Dark Knight. Dark Knight Returns. I don't know that I would actually pick it up, but I actually think it's a, quite a nice-looking figure. Bit of a reuse of Masters of the Universe bucks there. Ah. Yes, it is. Now you say that. Yeah. Um, we also get a, a Frank Miller Dark Knight from the Dark Knight Returns, so it's that uh, Batman in his armour, but it's kind of, you know, 1986 comic bookie. Not looking too bad. A really weird doomsday with strange kind of you know, goat horns sticking down the side of his head and really. Uh, we did get a reveal of a character that I think is going to sort of make or break Batman versus Superman. And that is the Lex Luthor figure. 
Uh, I certainly haven't been wowed uh, by him in the trailers, but we get him here in a, a prison jumpsuit, so I don't know whether that's a, a spoiler. Um, mm. But other than that, it was looking pretty unexciting. I think the biggest standout for me by far for the Mattel reveals was the Thundercats figures. Uh, we finally got to see uh, all of the figures, which, uh, if I do recall in the past, Mattel absolutely you know, holding their hand on their heart and telling us that we just can't show you all the figures in the sub because, um, you know, they haven't been decided yet and, uh, you know, there's an 18-month sort of uh, lead time in, in the action figure, you know, production process. So we're just unable to show you. Well, in order to boost their Thundercats sub, they have actually shown us all of the figures. Uh, and I actually think they look pretty darn good. I think Mumra looks pretty amazing. I'm not quite sure why he has two cloaks. Well, the one looks like it comes down over his shoulders. Mm. Kind of closes him up a little bit. Yep. Yep. Okay. He's got his uh, he's got his staff, etc. Look, I think they're they're stunning figures. Uh, I've had my uh, mouse hovering over the the sub button for a little while now, but unfortunately with the exchange rate, they're looking quite expensive. They're about 30 bucks each plus international shipping. They do look amazing. I mean, this is four horsemen, so that, you know, it brings out their best. Um, but, uh, you know, kind of interesting. Kind of surprised they picked that mum rather start with though. I know I, I did actually envision this sort of given it's the sub figure. I, I was thinking that this would be sort of the the, the eviled up transformed Mumra that they would use a, a Masters of the Universe buck to to you know bring out that big Mumra. So I was I was quite surprised to see it's the little skinny bandage dude. Yeah. So, but he looks good. He he looks good. They all look good actually. Um, I think I still think Lion-O just looks amazing, and I would love to get my hands on one of those. So, who knows? I might even give in. Now, did you get the last Bandai series? Or I did the the most recent one yeah. we got of the four inch figures. Yes, I actually got them all, and uh, I got most of them because they were on sale. They went to mm. one of our clearance dollar stores, and I was picking them up for an absolute steal. Basically, I was getting things like the Thunder Tank and um, Mumra's Storm Charger, etc., for ten dollars each. Mm. So. Yeah, so I did get them all, and then I had there was one store that uh, had a huge clearance on the the lizard men uh, and things like that, and and so I picked up about six of those just because they were simply so cheap. In fact, they were so cheap I was actually picking up uh, bags of extras. I, I, th- I think the small figures, like the four inch figures, they ended up being something like three dollars each. So I was putting together these uh, Christmas packages to put under giving trees. Hmm. So there, there were kids that were going to get a whole bunch of Thundercats and the Thunder Tank and stuff like that for Christmas. So, yeah, that was a good year. A good Very year. cool. Very cool. Yeah. All right, well, we've got a whole bunch of Masters of the Universe classics. I'm not going to go through each and every one of them, but that's obviously uh, hanging in there. Um, overall, I, I just have to say that it was a pretty average showing from them, um, not being a Masters collector. You know, I'm sure everybody else is, is pretty darn exciting, uh, darn excited about it, but... Uh, yeah, I don't know. I guess it was all a bit meh for me. Yeah, so. I mean, there's some cool stuff in there, and we probably need, you know, one of the guys that specializes in this to. Yeah, I look, you know, the six inch Halo figures, uh, I think, are quite interesting. I, I'd be very interested in getting a look at those. Um, you know, just out of curiosity, we got to see the um, 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 Ghostbusters 
figures on display as well. So that was nice, rather than seeing some photoshopped stuff. So, um, hmm. Now, anyway. now, do you think that's an updated Marshmallow Man, or is that like an ice cream man? <laughs> I'm not sure, actually. I did see that and thought that looks like he's, uh, his kid brother or something. Yeah. All a bit, uh, yeah, perplexing. So, yeah. Anyway. Well, moving on a little bit, um, we got, we saw, you know, Mezco's made a whole bunch of announcements for their 112 collective and some very cool ones lately. And we got to see Kirk from the Star Trek one. So, uh, you know, that yes, was, that was very cool. Um, has an alternate smiling head and, uh, yeah, punchy hands. So you, know, <laughs> you, can, you can use them as you will. Um, that's right. Now, do, do you have any, any leanings towards these? Um, I like them. I, I, I don't see myself going after them though. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, just cause I'm more action figure oriented and I've got all the playmates ones. I really don't have a need to go yeah. expand that much more. So I have a quick question based on the promo pictures we've seen of these figures. I'm seeing a shot of Kirk sitting in a chair on the bridge and I'm trying to work out whether that's photoshopped or uh, whether uh, I think they built. Yeah. I'm, it's not from a, a previous Star Trek series or. Oh, that I don't know. Mm. Um, uh, at least if they're going to charge what they're going to charge for these figures, you're, you're getting a few extras. It looks like you know, there's at least six hands, the tricorder, the phaser, um, the blaster, etc. Nifty stand as well. Yeah, he's got the phaser rifle, which was very rarely seen <laughs> yeah. in the original series, but still cool. So I guess, yeah, if they're going to pimp you sort of 50 or 60 bucks for these, at least you're getting a few extra bits and pieces. Yeah. yeah. So, hmm. He looks cool. like, All right, well, you know, we'll probably see the uh, green shirt variant at some point, I would imagine, yeah. as well. Well, I, I like the fact that we've actually now seen several figures from the original crew. Uh, I think when the, the when Spock first came out, you know, we did our usual discussion about, well, gee, you know, be, in order to get people to commit to these, they're really going to have to show uh, other figures from the series because people don't want to pick it up and then find out it's a, a one-off um, so now that, you know, Sulu and, and Spock are out there as well, and now Kirk's on the way, I think that's actually pretty cool. Um, I think we'll just have to wait and see whether they're busy tooling a, a female buck. Yeah. Should have started with Scotty, though. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Maybe that's a whole new buck as well. Well, maybe. Maybe. Yes. All right, well, moving on to Marvel Legends. The guys talked last week about some of the Marvel Legends that had been seen. Um, one of the things we discussed was, uh, I think that a few people have actually been discussing, is that um, many of the waves were incomplete. So we found out a few figures from each wave uh, and uh, others weren't revealed as yet, which would be really unusual because, you know, obviously they'd have the wave decided. I think the general consensus was that because Toy Fair tends to appeal more to the, the not to the movie side of things, it's not as comic booky. Um, that's why they tended to focus mainly on things like Civil War, uh, 
uh, Captain America movie figures and, you know, the other figures in the wave are probably classic comic book versions and, and they'll probably wait until the San Diego Comic-Con to um, reveal the remaining ones. So, But they certainly went all out. Uh, I was quite surprised at just the volume of stuff they actually showed. Uh, not only was there the usual reveals in their 6-inch and obviously the smaller sort of 3 and 3 quarter 4-inch, uh, but they announced that they're doing 12-inch Marvel Legends now. And they're also doing a new a new high-end line of role-play items. Um, one of those is a pretty darn nifty Captain America shield. Um, this has usually been something that is only in the, the realm of, uh, of, you know, uh, I guess collectors with deep pockets. Uh, any number of people have had to go to Captain America Shield, but they're all sort of fairly pricey, and it's either that or you get the little cheapy, cheap and nasty. But um, this one is apparently based on, in terms of size and scale and all that sort of thing, based on the one used in the movie. Uh, it looks pretty good. It's got the straps on the back, um, and I'll be very curious to see how much that is. Yeah, it, you know, well, it says it's a hundred dollars each, so hundred bucks. Uh, that does too. Yeah, um, yeah, that'll. Oh, you can even pre-order them now. Excellent. So. Uh, and also an Iron Man helmet with a removable faceplate that is held in by magnets. So that's pretty cool. Um, we also got the announcement of the 12-inch Marvel Legends that we'd heard rumours about, and we uh, have already seen shots of Iron Man, Captain America, and Spider-Man. Yeah. And uh, they actually feature multiple bits and pieces and add-ons and swap-out portrait heads, etc. Spidey's got a, a Peter Parker head. Yeah, we hadn't uh, seen Spider-Man last week when we were talking about the news. So, that's uh, right. This, he looks pretty good. I like him. And I think for the, the price point, it's actually not bad. So it's two and a half times what a, a normal Marvel legend is. So. Yeah, that's that's a lot better than what I kind of expected. So Collectors, uh, a great deal. It's also called Marvel Legends. And so whenever figures are now revealed, people get very confused now Vision, um, we get a an armoured Spider-Man, the, the, the black and silver one, a living laser and rage from uh, the Avengers. Then there's another wave featuring uh, Rogue in her sort of um, green tank top era, an updated Hydro Man, Morbius, Quasar, a whole bunch of two-packs uh, featuring... Spider-based, Captain Marvel-based. There's a uh, sort of a Squadron uh, Supreme, you know, Hyperion-type pack, mm. which is all very cool. Some deluxe figures. We get uh, Captain America on his motorbike. We get a Civil War Falcon figure, which has uh, the robotic Falcon uh, as well. Um, yeah, so there's a whole bunch of new stuff. But sort of moving on to the stuff that I care about, um, <laughs> we, uh, we get some news on the Captain America Wave 2 which uh, I think we pretty much knew the guys talked about it last week. There was Cap, Iron Man, Panther, Fury, uh, Nuke, uh, and I think we still haven't had a confirmation, but it looks like that uh, Giant Man is actually the the builder figure. Um, we got some uh, some Spider-Man news. That line is still moving along nicely. We're getting a, a new Hot Goblin, Silk. Um, we're getting, uh, 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 what's his name, Miles Morales, Spider-Man as well. But I think the big news that came out that we hadn't mentioned on last week's show is we finally got the full reveal of the new X-Men wave. So all that talk we'd been hearing about how uh, X-Men were off limits because of the feud between uh, Fox and, um, well, I guess Disney now, uh, seems to have abated a bit because we're getting uh, an entire X-Men line 
Uh, no new figures in this line. These are all pretty much apology figures, as I call them, but uh, you're finally getting an updated. I have to say, some pretty darn cool... Um, what are all those little accessories? Accessories and wrist clip-on thingies that uh, look as if they're using their powers, and they've actually updated these, so Havoc has these sort of little blue bubbly things that simulate him using his plasma blasts, so uh, he, he's updated with the... He doesn't have the, the big things over his head anymore. We finally get an updated Kitty Pride. Uh, she's in sort of that standard black and yellow X-Men costume with Lockheed. Uh, we get a Phoenix in the classic um, Dave Cockrum era gear, an updated Cable, and far and away the best figure out of that wave for me is an updated Iceman who looks pretty darn mm. awesome because not only is he translucent, but he's actually got the little spiky bits. So he's got sort of uh, um, glacial-looking head with bits sticking out of it. Yeah. So, uh, look, all really nice figures. Um, and, and certainly, you know, I, I'd be keen on those to replace my existing ones, particularly the Iceman, the Havoc, etc. But I, I was a bit disappointed that we just didn't get any new figures and people probably heard of me go on ad nauseum about this. Uh, particularly on the forum, uh, I'm really quite surprised that they didn't throw in, um, you know, not even necessarily a Dazzler or a Polaris. I just thought uh, characters like Pixie uh, might have had a, a, a good show in something like this. So, don't know, we'll wait and see. Rumours are the Build-A-Figure is Apocalypse, um, which is a bit odd because he's, the original one's not that hard to come by. Movie version, maybe now because no, well that's right. Versions. So huh. I still think the uh, the original builder figure is one of the the best ever. So um, we also got news on a Doctor Strange wave. So we really are getting spoiled with all these uh, you know these these waves coming out. Um, it's going to be bits and pieces. We're getting an updated Iron Fist, which kind of effectively looks like the green one. Uh, sorry, the white one that we got not that long ago. What I really like about this is he comes with some really nifty uh, iron fist glowing thingies that you can obviously pop over his fists, you know, little kind of clip-on things that look as if he's summoning his chi. But what, um, I don't know if you noticed, John, but his forearms are actually translucent. Ah. So, no, yeah, so he's got the green sleeves and then the yellow gloves, but where where that piece sort of fits on with the, uh, with the wrist oh, cut yeah. um, articulation... So not only have you got the, the translucent yeah. forearm and fist, but then you obviously pop over that little iron fist flaming effect. On the Runaways, we get a movie Doctor Strange who wasn't shown, an astral form movie Doctor Strange who's not confirmed. Um, that still means a couple of other figures in the way. And uh, apparently the builder figure is a Dormammu, who is the uh, one from last year's San Diego Comic-Con box set, only he's been sort of re-decoded for that set and doesn't look like he comes with the the two flaming skulls either. So, yeah, it's a great figure. I'd forgot he had came out in the box set and... When I saw it, I was like, oh, that's pretty Yeah, look, I'm in two minds about it. I think it's great for those people, particularly, say, in Australia, who couldn't get hold uh, of, you know, the only way they could get hold of a box set was via, you know, ridiculous prices on eBay. So that means people can now get hold of this figure. But I think at the same time, it kind of cheapens that that kind of exclusive. But uh, it's not like Hasbro haven't done it before, so not much point. 
going on about that. Um, also got a whole bunch of um, two-packs announced that will be exclusives to assorted stores. So, hooray, Walmart exclusives. They're always really exciting when you don't have Walmarts in your country. But um, we're getting a Civil War Winter Soldier and Falcon. So this is, of course, the movie Falcon, movie Winter Soldier. Not bad-looking figures, but um, definitely not for me. Uh, Next one is an odd one, uh, kind of hard to describe here, but it's a Target-exclusive two-pack with um, War Machine and Iron Man Mark 27. And if you didn't know, the Iron Man Mark 27 is the disco armour. And I have no idea why. Um, it's it's hard to describe. If you haven't seen it, go look it up now. It's kind of this bluey purple and orange. So, you know what that looks like to me. You know when people paint stormtrooper armor for their favorite sports team. <laughs> Absolutely, that's what uh, that looks that like. Sports to me. team lost out when they got allocated their color combination. That's for sure. Yeah, well. That happens mm. sometimes. Uh, next up is one that actually is very exciting for me, and I'll have to put a call into certain individuals that I'm hosting podcasts with, and that is a Walgren's exclusive Namor. So um, we knew some time back that Namor was coming. Uh, obviously, they haven't managed to fit him into a wave, so he comes with a big-ass trident. I don't know why you know who asked for it, but we are getting a Jim Lee Punisher that is also a Walgren's exclusive, so he has the really really terrible white headband on with well, a constipated look you know, on his they face. they also showed that figure with, with, like, writing on its head. Yeah. And I don't know if that's from a book or if it's if that writing was just, you know, prototype or... Well, I've read just about every Punisher comic ever. Um, you know, and if I haven't, that's it's, uh, not deliberate. It's because I just don't know that it exists. Uh, and I certainly don't remember that being a you know a prolific storyline. So I just wonder whether the headband wasn't attached. I wonder if he'll come with an something. alternate head, like uh, mm. Daredevil did. Quite possibly. We can uh, hope. Well, that's right. That's right. Look, it's not a bad looking figure. He comes with some groovy weapons. He's got a, a big ass um, grenade launcher type stinger missile looking thing, and he's got a you know, an M60, which is I think that mold has been used to death. It's about time they gave us some new weapons. Uh, from that. Uh, and last of all, one that I'm a bit conflicted about, and that is a Toys R Us exclusive three pack, which features uh, Sam Wilson as Captain America, an updated vision, and the only figure I want out of the three pack, which is the um, the female Hawkeye. <laughs> so this is Kate Bishop in her Hawkeye outfit, and that's one that I definitely want to get my hands on. So, so anyway, that was actually all pretty epic, I have to say. Um, quite a Quite a lot going on, and uh, I've just actually found the that that image of the Punisher you were talking about, John, with yeah. the writing on the forehead, uh, and the head's completely different. Like it's a completely different looking head, different expression. He's got his mouth closed instead of sort of gritted teeth. So, yeah, I guess we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah. Uh, all right, moving on. I'm still talking about stuff, and oh boy, NECA really saved it for the uh, the last day of the con. There was a, an absolute crap ton of stuff coming out from these guys. Um, some really nifty stuff. NECA, it's quite interesting when you, you see a reveal like this, just how diverse uh, the stuff they're doing. You usually sort of think of only you know one or two properties, you know, me being a, an Aliens and Predator person. That's kind of where I go to straight away, but... Um, they showed a, a whole bunch of stuff. Uh, one of the things I thought was kind of cool was their new foam replicas, 
line, which um, they were saying that uh, many of which stand at life-size proportions. So there is uh, an alien egg with a face hugger coming out, etc. cetera, the, the main character from Five Nights at Freddy's. Uh, we get a stay-puffed marshmallow man who uh, looks pretty darn huge, I've got to say. Oh, yeah. He's, yeah. Uh, he's, a, he's a big dude. So um, I really like that. I think that's quite clever. Um, they're one-quarter scale, which I think they've been really, really successful with, given that the price points continue quite strongly. We're getting some new stuff from Arkham City. There's a surprise, surprise, a Harley. Uh, we're getting Batman. We're getting the Ben Affleck Batman. And we're getting an Age of Ultron Hulk, uh, who just has to be gigantic. I mean, he must be nearly two feet tall. Yeah, he looks pretty cool and angry, very angry. He does. He does look very angry. Uh, and an interesting one, we're getting the first shots of uh, Donatello from the 1990 movie Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles in that one-quarter scale. So that's actually kind of cool. Yeah. I do like that. Um, got a whole bunch of other regular kind of seven-inch scale news, which looks pretty darn good, especially for, for me as a collector. Um, new waves of Aliens and Predator. Uh, we're getting a, a wave entirely devoted to Alien 3, so we get to see the Whalen yutani Commandos, um, the Dog Alien in grey and brown, and prison uniform Ripley. So she's looking very, very attractive there with her shaved head and whatnot. Um, a whole bunch of stuff from Predator. We're really sort of delving down into the, the video game and the, the Kenner um, sort of stylized Predators now, Deluxe Ultimate Scarface video game appearance and whatnot. Uh, also a whole bunch of Terminator stuff, so some updated um, Terminator franchise stuff. We've got the T-800 from Terminator 2, uh, Robert Patrick in his metallic guise. Um, there's a, an Ultimate uh, Arnie from the first Terminator film and uh, an updated Sarah Connor as well. Now, she's an Ultimate All- as well, isn't she? I think. Well, I thought we talked about one of them a while back. Maybe she just hasn't come out yet and she'll be the first of this uh, bunch. Uh, I don't know. I'm, I'm quite keen to actually pick those up because um, I haven't picked up a lot of the Terminator mm. figures. So um, we talked in the news quite some time ago about the NECA doing these new diecast series and they um, it's actually kind of cool so instead of collecting matchbox cars you can run off and get diecast you know vehicles based on various sci-fi properties so we're getting the the space jockey the nostromo uh, the space jockey ship um the uh, the armored personnel carrier that the groovy car the cheyenne drop ship etc 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 so all looking really cool terminator HK, the, both the tank and the flying one, they're pretty nifty. But I, I seem to recall they were fairly pricey, weren't they? I think so, yeah. $25 each or something sounds comes to mind. Good. Sounds about right. Yeah, yeah that's, a, that's a whole lot more than a Matchbox car. Yeah. Well, you know, I mean, you get, Matchbox is weird because you look at it and you go, well, these are 99 cents, and then, like, the kind of <laughs> specialized ones are, like, $3. So you got to kind of watch when you pick those up anyway. So I'm, I'm guessing these are maybe yeah. a little bigger than a Matchbox. They are. I think uh, one of the ones we were looking at, like the Nostromo or something, was, was 8 inches or something yeah. like that. So, Anyway, just rounding it out, a uh, whole bunch of new stuff from, um, uh, what do you call it, Pacific Rim. Uh, some re-releases of Rocky figures with some updated, you know, some variants of the originals, uh, trunk colours and things like that. Some groovy stuff from Bill and Ted, The Hateful Eight, Home Alone. 
Uh, and I think there was even rumours of uh, some Mad Max figures as well, and mm. you know, I haven't actually seen them. Uh, we finally get to see the Ash vs. Evil Dead figure. So this is Ash now, uh, so older Ash. Uh, that looks pretty groovy. We get the, um, the what do you call it, um, Ash in his, uh, uh, from the store where he oh, works, the value shop. Mark. Isn't it? That's, uh, yeah, yeah. Or well, value value shop yeah anyway um and also an ultimate jason Voorhees from uh friday the 13th part three i think that is because he, yes he's got his mask because he didn't have it in the first two spoiler spoiler uh, and i like how like the ultimate jason just comes with an absolute crap ton of weapons <laughs> like everything the spear gun the the uh the fireplace poker the pitchfork like all the really good stuff uh, and some other stuff from Castlevania, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, Captain Spaulding from House of a Thousand Corpses. Yeah, I saw some talk, Contra. talk online about him. Uh, the Captain Spaulding people were excited about that one. <laughs> Good on him. Good on him. So, and, uh, yeah, very cool. Nathan Drake from, uh, oh, what game is that? Uh, crap, it's got to come to me. Uh, Uncharted. Un- Uncharted? Yeah. 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 People yeah. are kind of talking about it too. Yeah. Really groovy. I, I like that a lot. Uh, and my last little bit of news was that um, we saw some stuff from Gentle Giant. They've got a new line of small-scale statues going uh, that seem to be inspired by the work of Scotty Young, uh, who is that very, very stylized, cartoonish type guy. And um, they look pretty nifty. They're only about sort of five, six inches tall, uh, but they're priced at $65. So you're going to want to be keen and if you're a, a fan of Scotty Young. Pardon me, Scotty Young. So we get uh, Iron Man in his red and gold armor. Uh, we're getting a Thanos uh, as well. And uh, there's a really, really nifty Captain America, which I think I'm just going to have to get. Um, I don't know why. It looks really awkward, but it's just too cool not to get. And I like Thanos holding the balloon with death painted on it. I, it's okay. I, I just... I, when I saw this originally, I because I saw a picture of all three of them together, and I was like... A little like, well, that doesn't make a whole lot of sense to have them together. I didn't realize they were actually three <laughs> separate things the first time I saw them. Uh, um, gotcha. I, I think there's, I think I like the Iron Man the best out of the three of them, but yeah. Look, I'd need to see these in the flesh first because for a little six inch statue, 65 bucks is uh, a lot to ask, particularly if it's going to be an ongoing series and you know they're soliciting a couple of months. Um, I, do you think yes. there's enough people out there that'll get that Thanos? Well, you know, when that that movie's on its way, yeah. so he's uh, he's in sort of the general you know, conscious now. So it's like everyone's rushing out to buy Deadpool stuff. Yeah, mm. I suppose. I suppose. Mm. All right, and you've got one last bit of news yep, for us. We are seeing McFarlane Walking Dead uh, Series 5, and um, there are some spoilers here. And um, this is from the comic, I believe, these, right? Yes. So, um, it looks like, well, I'm not even going to say what the spoilers are because I think that whole thing, there's some accessories that are probably spoilers, right? Yes. And we won't go with them. Um, we're seeing a Negan, which we'd already seen one. This is the imprisoned version. Uh, Glenn, Shane, and Lydia. Yes. So, yes. Um, 
Yeah, I don't wanna... a couple of serious spoilers here, so don't don't go looking up the solicitation unless you want it uh, ruined for you. Yeah, I mean they 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 look good, but I kind of wonder sometimes these these photos look a lot better than the figures when they actually come out with the oh absolutely. With these, so uh, we'll we'll have to wait and see. I, I'm kind of wondering if they'll they'll have some of these uh, covered up in the package or not. So. Mm. Is this the sort of stuff that you can find at you know your local WalMarts and Toys R Uses? We definitely don't get them here in um, Australia, but Toys R Us carries them. Uh, actually, Walgreens carries some, but you'll never see more than about two or three figures at the same time. They actually, mm-hmm. I think, the uh, Grave Digger Daryl was exclusive for them. Um, okay, but then uh, I've seen some of them at Walmart too. So, um, okay. you know, you kind of. I don't know if they've gotten real deep into it, but I've seen a wave or two there. Yep, yep. So, hmm. there you go. Oh, and I, I wanted to oh. let, add in one little last bit of news um, for the Kickstarter folks out there. Uh, I got an email this week that uh, Boss Fight must have got their shipment in because they uh, verified your mailing address. So if, if you were in on uh. the... Uh, boss fight uh, kickstarter and you have not got that email i would this is just the first wave and it's not i think if you're the all-in you may not have got it yet but um uh if you're you may want to look and check if you've moved or changed emails or something since then so uh, just <laughs> imagine waiting so long for one of these kickstarter products you know that you you backed like 18 months ago or something like that and then when it finally ships you've moved house and forgotten to update them yeah yeah, so they're they're checking that stuff out right now. So if you haven't updated your your uh, information, you may want to get with them just to just to be sure. They actually showed a picture yesterday on their Facebook page, and it was all of them in front of all the boxes. They have like a room with a bunch of shelves in it, and there's just box after box after box. So um, <laughs> I think that was quite an achievement for them. So congratulations, guys! Looks like the the finish line is in sight for sure. So hooray! And hopefully, uh, same can be said for me and my uh, four horsemen uh, as well. So, all right. Well, that wraps up our articulated news, and we'll be right back with the next instalment of the AFB podcast game. Name that. Well, now it's time for everybody's favourite podcast game, Name That. Our good friend John, a.k.a. Engineer Nerd from TVandFilmToys.com, please go check it out, presents us with an action figure sound, and the aim of the game is to guess where it's from. And uh, as you probably heard by now, he's here with us in the studio, so he's going to take it away in person. Well, all the pressure's on you this week, Ben. Uh-oh, yeah. I is too. Yeah. Are you ready for it? Oh, man. Hit me with it. Okay, here we go. Jeez. Not much to go on there. You know, it kind of sounds like the uh, Batman 66 announcer, and I'm not 100% <laughs> sure that it's not, but but it's not Batman. Uh, no, it's not ba- Batman. Um, Stampede's not really given me a whole lot to go on. I'm trying to think, you know, what was horse-related. 
Don't know. The only thing I can think of is um, is you know Vash Stampede from uh, Trigun, but <laughs> no, it's it's a little, a little earlier than that. Um, yeah, I figured that would be the case. Um, it, so. it, this this is like two eddies old, I think. <laughs> Um, wasn't wasn't there an actual Stampede video game or something? Oh yeah, there was an Activision game called Stampede. Um, that one was pretty good. Uh, you had to I chase down horses. Almost out of options here. <laughs> well, you got to go back, way back, for this one. This was like a, a '60s, '70s uh, toy line called Best of the West from Marks. And I don't yes. know if you remember okay. those, but they were like about a 12 or 14 inch figure. And they were Western and they had like a, uh, they were normally molded in like one color and then their head would be molded in another color. And then they came with a whole bunch of accessories normally. No, I have no recollection whatsoever. You, you see these turn up every once in a while. They're, they're not too common. I remember some cousins of mine had them. Um, and I was kind of like, thought it was strange because at the time I was, you know, had some Star Wars figures and stuff. And I was like, oh, that's kind of different, but. You know, it, it kind of was from that G.I. Joe era. Um, but these were completely molded uh, figures. So, you know, there wasn't any cloth clothing or anything. So, yep, yep. so if you don't know what those are, you guys can go look that one up because it, it's kind okay. of a cool thing out there in action figure history. And I suppose that's actually not a bad thing to do every, you know, decade or two because you can generally get away with them. Um, you know, stealing, you know, General Custer and, um, you know, all those kinds of Old West characters because they're not trademarked in any way. Well, exactly, exactly. Geronimo and... And I had a line, you know, from the early 80s um, of three and three quarter figures. Mm. Now, mm. I do have a Cochise figure from that line that is probably colored in a way that would, you know, be politically incorrect today, but... Um, <laughs> You know, that's neither here nor there. So, uh, yeah, I yeah. mean, I, I think that's, that's the thing that you face now is you, you kind of be got to be culturally sensitive. And, uh, I don't know that some of these vintage lines necessarily were, um, unfortunately, but they, they, mm. they are out there in history. So, you know, there you go. There you go. So did anyone actually manage to guess it this no, week? I have not got a correct guess as of recording. So, wow. Okay. I, I was kind of surprised. I I thought there would be somebody out there that would get that one, but evidently I was wrong. So it, it happens. That was my chance, and I blew it. Well, that's okay. There'll be more chances. <laughs> we'll put another chance right here. Excellent. Did they just build a souvenir stand that sells huh? extra hair? Nice. Just to give everybody a fair advantage, we'll play it one more time. Did they just build a souvenir stand that sells extra hair? Nice. Okay, Ben. You know what I'm going to ask? Where would you go if you yes. do that one? You would go to www.afbforum.com. You would head in to the, uh, uh, well, it's just a general toy area, isn't it? It's yeah. a fanboy free-for-all. No, no, I think it's in the pegs. It's in the pegs. Oh, is it in the pegs? Yeah. Oh. It's in the pegs. Okay. Jinx, there you go. But uh, you will find the name that thread. It is uh, it is pinned or stickied, so you can find it easily. And you would throw in your guess and uh, await the glorious forum point. Yep. And if you get a guess, sometimes even if it's wrong, I'll give you hints. Then, so if you don't, if you think you're close, just make a guess. That's right. And if you know, if you make your guess clever and witty, even if it's not right, you know, you might even score a, a sympathy point. Yeah, I, I have been known to do that. I haven't known to do that. 
Um, and then if you, if that's just too hard, you can come over to tvandfilmtoys.com on Tuesdays, Thursdays. We play the picture version. You still make a guess on the forum. You still get points. And, and if you get enough points, Ben, what do you get? Well, there's, uh, there's an entire AFB uh, catalog now. You can uh, go through and, and choose and, you know, uh, cash in as many points as, uh, as you're willing. Hmm. Yeah, I, I don't know about the the AFB uh, coffee mugs. The handle fell off mine, so. <laughs> well, we've, we've collated all the, uh, the previous prizes that we've uh, announced on previous shows into one handy catalog so you can go through and choose. No, that works. That works. Yeah. Very good. All right. Well, coming up next is our first Toy of the Week. with General Custer. Who started it? Ferocious Teeth Geronimo on his horse Comanche. And there's Johnny West with his horse Thunderbolt. Jay West drives the buckboard with his sister Janice, while his twin brother, Riding Concho, fires to turn the herd. There's Jane West. Can she control the covered wagon? The stampede is getting closer. Will Jane and Janice escape? It's up to you. You're the boss of the Wild West with your Best of the West collection. Each figure complete with up to 31 pieces of authentic gear. And look how you can pose Comanche. Get the Best of the West by Marx. Well, now it's time for one of our feature segments, Toy of the Week. Every episode, we kind of take turns, and sometimes we review stuff, and sometimes it's something new, sometimes it's something old, and sometimes it's just something completely bizarre. And I don't know which one this is for Ben, but Ben has the first one, and he will be talking next. I am indeed. Thank you, sir. And uh, I seem to get a bit of a spur on with certain action figure lines. I uh, leave them for a while, and then I come back and pick up everything that I've missed in one glorious uh, swoop. Um, the Aliens and Predator figures, something I've been pretty much uh, collecting, I think, since the original Waves came out. So... I recently picked up the Dog Alien, which came out in the most recent wave from NECA. Um, so this is the Alien 3 film Dog Alien, uh, the one that menaced Sigourney Weaver. Uh, this was a 2015 release, but I only just picked it up, so it's a 2016 acquisition for me. Uh, this is actually a 7-inch scale action figure. Uh, I don't know that NECA ever sort of go out of their way to really say what scale their figures are. They normally talk about seven inch with their, their human characters, but so I'll just say seven inch scale. But this dude is massive. Uh, one of the things that I'm constantly surprised and pleased about when I, I do get these aliens figures is I'll often get them out of the packaging, have a bit of a play, and then I'll put them on my desk next to a few other action figures. And it's only then you realize just how massive these figures are. Um, you know, the dog alien you would probably expect to be quite small. Um, most of the time you're probably posing him sort of uh, down in that sort of quadruped 
position, but uh, when I actually stretched this guy out and really stretched those legs all the way out to try and make him stand um, erect, he was uh, ten and a half inches tall. Oh, wow. Yeah, he's quite massive. But even when you bend all his groovy articulation down and get him into his dog-like position um, up to the top of his head, sort of the, the back part of the, the cranium, uh, he's just over seven inches tall. So he really is... Uh, quite a big scale of a figure. Um, these, uh, this is the, the figure that came in the series with uh, Bishop in his overalls and a cane in his spacesuit. Uh, so it's a, a recent acquisition. Um, these go for about 20 bucks each. If you look around, you can get a pretty good deal. Often if you buy the set of three, you'll get uh, an even better deal again. Uh, NECA have uh, continued to persist with their welded clamshell packaging. Um, NECA do a, a really good job with their figures in terms of the look and feel, so the graphics on uh, the packaging look fantastic. Uh, they always stand out. They're easy to see. The Alien 3 logo is sort of bright. Uh, it's done in a, a green colour with a, a black cardboard background, so it, it really stands out. Dog Alien is really obvious, so the name of the action figure, you don't have to go looking with it. It's right there on the bottom of the packaging. Uh, unlike Diamond Select, who have one of my pet peeves of their, you know, their oversized packaging, uh, this is actually quite small. And given this is such a massive figure, they really cram this dude in there. Um, in fact, it's it's really quite impressive how they've managed to get him in there. He's uh, he's really quite scrunched up, and his tail is curved around and under his legs. Uh, and I'd say it was uh, quite a feat of engineering to to really get him in a position to fit into this small packaging. Because as I mentioned, it's a really big figure. So uh, the actual look and feel of the packaging is very impressive but it is that welded clamshell so uh, if you do buy this and you're, you know, you're sitting on the train heading home and you want to open the figure, well if you don't have a, a decent pair of scissors or a Swiss army knife you're actually in trouble mm. um, there's, there's no sort of tearing off the, the blister from the cardboard or popping open your window box Hasbro Star Wars black figure like this is really welded shut so I keep a small scalpel on my desk and, and that's how this guy escaped from his prison so um, yeah, it's still a, a real issue for me with NECA. I wish they would switch to, to new packaging. Uh, I think this is this is very sort of um, 10 years ago, and uh, I don't think there's any need for it anymore. So anyway. You need to ask you, them about that sometime. Well, yeah, I think, look, we, we haven't had Randy Falk on for a long, long time. I think it could be, you know, uh, about time we revisited with him. Uh, absolutely lovely fellow and, and certainly one of the highlights for me in terms of doing the AFB podcast. He was a, a really nice guy. Um, as far as the sculpt, I think this guy is pretty darn cool. Uh, really, really nice figure. One of the things I think we we really got out of this was um, sort of a, a new streamlined alien when I actually compare this guy against uh, the big chap or even the ones from Aliens. Uh, you've got a very aesthetically pleasing looking figure. He's uh, a lot more uh, aerodynamic than the other aliens, uh, for better or worse. A uh, bit of a spoiler alert, if you haven't seen Alien 3 from 20-something years ago, uh, the, normally the aliens spring uh, spring forth, the chest bursters come out of humans, and that's why we get the sort of the humanoid aliens. Well, in this particular film, depending on which cut of the film you watch, either came from a dog or a, uh, an oxen, uh, and hence we get a more of a, uh, more of a sort of four-legged 
you know, canine alien, hence the name dog alien. So one of the things you notice straight away is this guy is a lot more streamlined. He doesn't have the pipes coming out of his back that were quite common to all the other alien designs. Um, the head is a, a lot sleeker. Uh, than any of the others. This returns us to the transparent dome, um, similar to the Big Chap, as opposed to the ones from James Cameron's Aliens. Uh, I much prefer the translucent dome. I think it just adds a level of creepiness to the design that you can sort of see through that that carapace uh, inside, but you still can't see their eyes. I'm there with you. Uh, yeah, look, uh, this is this is a really gorgeous design. I, uh, you know, I haven't seen the movie for about five or six years. I, I, uh, Mrs. Shake and I sat down and watched the franchise up until that point, um, and so you know, I, I'd really forgotten just how nice this figure is. I think one of the most significant uh, aspects of the design is we get that, and uh, it's hard to describe. It's that um, that canine leg where uh, between the knee and the ankle we get that extra joint because the um, mm. the, the leg goes backwards, uh, et cetera, and it allows him to go into that sort of that, that canine pose. Um, massive tail. Uh, we even get a reduction in the number of figures. The aliens normally have sort of the six sort of fingers. This is um, reduced down to, to four. So it's a beautiful design. It's very aesthetically pleasing, and I think NECA have really, really nailed it. Um, the, the, the amount of sculpting that goes into a figure like this, there's really no area that you can cheat on, I guess. I mean, this really is a fully tooled figure. There's there's no reuse, uh, et cetera. It's just amazing. And I think in particular the standout for me is um, the head of this guy. Uh, as I said, the, the dome is actually sort of a, a, a smoky, translucent plastic. You can see all the ridge lines inside, but as we sort of... Um, get down towards the front of the head the i assume there's some sort of black paint that's been added on it goes from transparent to being completely opaque so it's it's black at the ends um fantastic sculpting on things like the mouth and the, the inner jaw etc but um all those really creepy ribs and you know bones around the ribs the the um what do you call it the vertebrae in the in the tail etc amazing like I, I it's kind of a flawless sculpt really um it's a a Stunning, stunning design, and it's been really, really well rendered here. Uh, in terms of uh, the paint, um, not a lot going on. It looks like there's a lot going on until you start to look a bit closely. Uh, I think the whole figure was actually moulded in black plastic, and then what they've done is they've come along oh. with... Yeah, it looks like it's the other way around. I, I first thought that there was a, a black wash. Um, I'd say there is a bit of a black wash that they've added later, but I think he's actually moulded in, or at least painted completely black, if that is paint underneath. And then they've come back with a um, a dry brushing technique with a sort of that coppery bronze brown colour, and they've done the dry brushing over the top of the black. And then I think possibly they've come back with a bit of black wash to sort of... Um, just tone down that dry brushing a little bit. So they've got that combination going on, but it's definitely the uh, the copper dry brushed over the black. Uh, all done in a very, very gloss paint. This guy is incredibly shiny. Uh, nothing subtle here. Uh, in fact, I think he's actually a lot shinier than many of the promo picks. Mm. Uh, they somehow managed to sort of tone it down in, in the, the online picks that you'll see. Um, this guy's very, very, very shiny and wet looking, I guess, is the only way you would actually describe it. Fine for me. 
me. I think it just adds a, a level of creepiness. So um, even with the, the dry brushing, which is uh, it's not a terribly difficult technique to do, but you can actually over and underdo it quite easily. Um, it's all you know pretty decent here. There's nothing that really stands out as being poorly done. Uh, other than that, the only other colour that features are the teeth, which has been done in a uh, pretty sort of horrid sort of off-white, and then the inner jaws that, that snap out are actually done in a, a grey colour with not a lot of highlight. And really, that's about it in terms of paint and other colours. Um, one thing to note is this guy does actually come with uh, foot pegs. So he has holes uh, in the bottom of the feet which allow you to use a foot peg stand if you've got one. I only mention that because some of the other alien figures I've got uh, from, I think, trying to remember which series it was, but also a very recent series, don't actually come with foot pegs, mm. which can make, make them quite difficult to stand. Good thing about this guy is when you bend his legs down to get him into that squat position, you can actually use the tail as kind of a counterpoint to, to balance him so he does actually stand quite well. All right, moving on from paint, we get to articulation. I kind of lost track of the articulation. It's one of those really kind of awkward. I was trying to count them, and then I kept finding new articulation, and it's kind of weird. But you're looking somewhere in the vicinity of, um, you know, 30 points of articulation if you count the the jaw and the the inner the inner jaw that um, the inner bite teeth that that come out. Uh, one thing I did find which was quite interesting, which I didn't notice until I was really starting to play with the pose and trying to get him into the dog like position, is we've got this ball jointed head, or I assume it's it's either a ball joint or a sort of pin and disc type thing, which allows you obviously to get um, both vertical and lateral movement in a head. But then the bottom of his neck, where it actually joins sort of the, the torso, you know, between the shoulders, also has a small amount of articulation. So basically the top part of his neck has the articulation for the head, but then the bottom part of the neck where it joins the body also has a, a bit of a range of movement, which is actually really cool because when you get him down into that dog-like position, you really want to try and bend that head back as, as far as you can so that he's kind of not staring at the ground, basically. Um, and you, you can actually get a, a lot of movement. It's actually not too bad. But I think um, this is where one of the limitations is starting to become obvious, uh, and that is that um, with the, the design of this figure, Necker had to work, obviously, within you know the, the, the design and the articulation fitting in with that has been sort of hampered slightly. Yeah. So they've done the best they can with what they're allowed to do, I think, Um to, to get better articulation out of the head, they would have had to change the design. So kudos to them for doing the best they could. Um, we get some other really cool stuff. We get uh, double-jointed elbows. We get double-jointed knees. Um, we've got a really, really cool uh, sort of ball-jointed rib cage, I guess, or ab crunch, whatever you want to call it, that gets um, some pretty decent movement both forward and back but also side-to-side, side, that lateral movement. Um, the tail, uh, all-important tail, has a cut um, in it where it joins the body so you get you can swing it left and right but best of all it actually has a huge piece of wire inside it so you can actually bend that um, tail quite a lot I, I was quite surprised at just how much um, you could actually do with that and it, it actually retains the bend I've, I've got other figures with wire in them and you move it and it kind of just automatically moves back but yeah this one a, i'm sort of that was a question i had because the way he is in the package i was kind of concerned that it might be a issue <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. And and look, I'm I'm bending this thing all over the place and I let go and there's there's a, a little bit of movement, but generally speaking, it, it stays wherever you leave it. So uh, 
really, really quite impressive like that. Um, so I've had a lot of fun, um, you know, really using those double-jointed knees to get those um, those kind of heels up underneath him and then sort of stretching out the, the arms to their fullest extent. Uh, pin and disc uh, wrists as well allow you to sort of get him, you know, put those hands out into the um, sort of handstand position and... Uh, you know, you can get him into the dog-like position. The head comes a long, long way back, but not probably quite as far as I'd like. I think you rely a lot on the uh, the ball joint in the the ab crunch type one to, to bend that torso up to, to get him sort of looking a bit higher. But certainly um, you can tell when you pose this guy next to one of the other aliens just how effective he is at actually getting that dog-like pose. It's, um, it's really neat. I've actually been playing with the figure the entire time I've been talking, which is quite unusual for me because I normally just plop it on the desk in front of me and, and chat. But I'm, I'm having a lot of fun moving this guy around. And the more I do, the, the more I like it. So really kind of groovy with all that articulation. Um, so, yeah, look, the playability, posability is is a lot of fun. What the figure does come with, which I didn't realise at first until I was putting the, the packaging away, was that uh, he comes with a figure stand. So you've got a little translucent uh, disc with what uh, appears to be uh, a midget um, figure stand, but it's not. Uh, it's only the rod that sticks out of the stand is only about three inches long, and then you've got that little sort of sea claw type thing and I thought, that's really awkward. Like, you know, why would you come with such a tiny little figure stand? And I sort of quickly worked out that basically the idea is you stick that underneath him and then stick the, the C, um, you know, clamp or whatever you'd like to call it around his waist. And so you're actually putting him on the figure stands and putting him down on it mm. um, as opposed to the traditional figure stand, which kind of comes up, you know, behind a standing figure and clips around their waist. Um, this one sort of allows you to almost sort of lift him off the ground a little bit and get a bit of a running pose going, which I thought was kind of neat because um, then you're not getting some, you know, awkward balance happening. So that that's quite well. Uh, sorry, that works quite well. I'm, I'm quite impressed with that. So, um, yeah, that, that took me a bit to, to get. The first time I was playing with it, I thought, I don't even understand what this is. I'm just going to turf it in the accessories box. And then once I worked it out, I thought, oh, okay, this is starting to work quite well. I'm yeah. getting some nifty poses. Um, I think my biggest disappointment with this figure is that if you are a big fan of Alien or Aliens canon, um, there's only one of these. Uh, and, you know, that was in Alien 3. You know, all the other aliens we've seen on screen uh, are bipedal and, and stand upright because this is the kind of guy I'd love to army build. They they really do look quite um, impressive. I think this guy is is now possibly my favourite alien that I've uh, wow. that I've gotten from NECA. Yeah, it's, um, the brown is also nice. It's a nice change from the, the usual kind of dark grey, bluey, black that all the other aliens have been, well, unless you're going for some of those awkward ones like the aliens genocide, which were red, etc., and sort of specialised. Um, but the more I play with this, the, the better this figure seems to get. Uh, you know, I could keep talking about it and I might be the first 11 out of 10. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, just kidding. Just kidding. Calm down, Justin. Calm down. So, look, I'm going to wrap this up. Um, I I can't give this guy 10 out of 10 because I really am not a fan of the, the clamshell packaging. Um, I actually picked this guy up from the post office and uh, I had him in the car and, and I went to pick the, the tadpoles up from school and I realised I had left my Leatherman uh, at home and so I had nothing with a sharp blade so I couldn't even get this guy out of the pack 
to to play with while I was waiting to pick up the kids. Um, so he sat there until I, I got home and, and got my scalpel to him. So look, uh, if it's not clear, I love this figure. I think they've done a fantastic job. Uh, I think NECA are really nailing it with these figures. I'm, I'm you know, loving each new one. So I'm going to finish it off and give this guy nine and a half out of ten dollars. Wow. Well, that's awesome. He looks almost like a figure arts level in the pictures I'm looking at. Yeah, yeah. I think really the only difference I can see, um, I've actually seen some of the promo shots and I've been trying to mimic um, some of those really cool kind of bent down poses and uh, you can easily achieve them. Um, And uh, I think, you know, the only thing that's actually different to those promo shots is that the figure in hand is a lot glossier than the one in the promo shots, which is not a bad thing because I think it just makes it look even more creepy, I guess. Yeah, because this is the one that kind of drools next to Sigourney Weaver, isn't it? Yes. Yes, indeed. So, very, very nice figure. It looks looks cool. Um, Well, I I appreciate that, Ben. And uh, thank you for that awesome look at an awesome figure. And we'll be right back after this. He-Man figures and Bashasaurus vehicle each sold separately. Bash away! Bashasaurus! Bashasaurus! Next batch is on you, Boneface! Yar! from the Masters of the Universe collection. Not for use with some figures, each toy sold separately. From Mattel. Well, we're all here because we collect stuff or look at stuff we'd like to collect or something. Um, and feeding the addictions where we take time to check in and kind of tell each other what we've gotten in but actually this week we're just going to call it what ben's got because <laughs> i have nothing. slow week for you yeah because yeah, i have nothing so ben what, what uh, you got? yes i i did very well well look to be fair my marvel legends spider-man infinite whatever they're calling it this week uh, absorbing man wave that we talked about last week um we didn't actually do feeding addiction last week because it was such an epic show um, so I thought I'd mention that here since it's the appropriate place. Um, but I actually had a good score during the week with the, the new Star Wars black six inch figures. Uh, for some reason here in Australia, uh, we have mysteriously skipped the wave with General Hux and, uh, and Asti, the, the X-Wing pilot, uh, and gone straight to the next wave, which is the, uh, Django, uh, Old Man Han, the Finn in his Stormtrooper outfit and the Flamer, the, the Flame Trooper. You know what's odd about that? I haven't seen that way. <laughs> oh, okay. Wow. That, that'd be unusual for us. Uh, look, I've heard all sorts of rumors. Uh, someone on Facebook who is purportedly close to Hasbro Australia said that um, that wave was uh, hideously underproduced and therefore there were uh, shortages in the U.S., um, which is why probably a lot of people in the US are struggling to find hucks and uh, that sort of thing. So uh, the foreign territories, a.k.a. anyone who's not the US, um, are considered secondary distribution points, which is why we haven't got ours yet. But apparently Hasbro are looking to fix that, and we're getting them in a couple of months. So, so I was quite surprised. They kind of hit our retail stores all at the same time, so it wasn't a case of you know rushing to Toys R Us. Um, they've been seen at a few different places do you, do you think really think kids are out there like mom mom i need the guy that was making the speech at the end of the movie yeah that's right the the, the hitler guy with the black trench coat yeah. 
Yeah. So, but look, I, I'm quite impressed. I'm sure we'll actually, uh, is anyone actually getting them other than Eddie? Well, I know Scotty and Justin the, have pretty much given yeah, up they on dropped the off, So I don't know. Hmm, okay. Well, maybe even Eddie and I do a duo show. We can uh, talk about that. Look, I think they're quite nice. I think the, uh, the flame trooper is very impressive. I've been impressed with all the troopers so far. Um, I did actually come across uh, a whole stack of troopers, so I have to confess the the OCD army builder in me took over and I picked up four of those. Uh, I did have the opportunity to pick up more, but I uh, I, I restrained myself, uh, which I thought was quite impressive for me. Uh, I've only got four of the First Order Stormtroopers. Yeah. Uh, four of the uh, – I actually picked up four of the Snow Troopers, the, the Toys R Us exclusive, because I thought um, – if I can't get the regular snow trooper, I can just pop the heads off and remove the pauldrons, and that makes them regular troopers quite quickly. Does the the fin have a removable helmet? Uh, oh, hang on, he's right here. Let me. Uh, uh, he definitely comes without the helmet, like as in you can actually see his head. So uh, that's whether they. I haven't actually taken him out of the. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a completely separate helmet. Okay. And then pop over the. Does it have the, the top. does it have the red on it? The It does. Oh, okay. It does, and that's the three red finger marks. So I'd say from the neck down, this is just a, a reuse and it's probably even the same fin head from the I don't know, I haven't actually compared the two. But um it'll be interesting to pop that helmet over the top of his head to see whether they had to scale the helmet up a little bit to fit over the noggin. <laughs> uh, which is something that's kind of always affected. You know, I much prefer swap out heads rather than... I mean, I know it's great. You can put the helmet under the arm and stuff, but it's usually at the expense of having to shrink the head down to, yeah. to fit. So, But it's not a bad likeness. So, yeah, not bad at all. And I, I think the old man hand, I think that's one you have to be very careful when you're out there because, um, you know, Harrison Ford does have that likeness that can be... Uh, very difficult to to capture in 3d so if you do get the option don't just grab the first one you see i'd i'd be pulling them off the pegs and lining them up and making sure you're not getting any bug-eyed <laughs> versions but um that's not a bad figure either so um and uh, oh yes i also in addition to my dog alien i also picked up the finally picked up the sergeant craig windrix uh colonial marine who we know was not uh, actually in the film, but um, came out under very special circumstances, so quite proud to add that yeah. to my collection. He's a nice-looking figure, too. I've seen him. He is. Yeah. And look, until we get some more Colonial Marines, he, he bolts up, bolsters the ranks uh, quite nicely. Yeah. So, so that was it for me. Well, like I said, I didn't get anything, so um, I think we will just move on to our next Toy of the Week. <laughs> Star Wars figures, R2-D2, Chewbacca, Luke, and Princess Leia, they're the Star Wars early bird set of figures. These action figures are not yet available, but this Star Wars early bird certificate package is in stores. With this colorful Star Wars picture display stand and certificate, just send in to get a set of figures by mail. They'll be sent to you at home between February 1st and June 1st. The Star Wars early bird certificate package, new from Kenner. Chiming in with the second toy of the week for this episode. 
If you are a regular listener of the show, you'll know that I am a fan of Kotobukiya's Bishoujo statue lines, both for the DC characters and the Marvel characters. And tonight I am reviewing one of the latest releases in the DC Bishoujo line, which is Black Canary. Now, if you've seen these out and about, you might know that there are two different versions of this statue. There is the regular version, which is what I'm reviewing tonight, and that is Black Canary in her more modern black leather and gear. There is a exclusive version, which is uh, a hearkening back to the satellite-era Justice League of America Black Canary with the blue jacket and uh, different shade blue tights which is also about, they are the same price. I don't know what it's like in the States, but that exclusive uh, blue version is readily available here in Australia. And it's interesting because that's actually the version that I thought that I would want. Um, When I saw it in person, I found the blues really bright. The blues of the tights were really bright and almost clashing blues with the blue of the jacket. If you look back at the art from the the Bronze Age, um, they were slightly different tones, but not as pronounced. And I actually found aesthetically that I liked the look of the more modern version better. So I had a choice and that is what I bought. So if you're not familiar with the Kotobukiya Bishoujo statues, these are an anime-based interpretation of the characters, and all of these have been uh, based on the art of an artist called Shunya Yamashito. The difference between something like the Bishoujo statues and uh, the play arts DC characters or DC Direct's anime Kami line is that these are in the anime style, but a very faithful interpretation of their comic-based costumes. It's not just a a, a different iteration. And uh, that's something that I really like about them, is that it's getting the characters um, in a slightly different format, but in pretty comic-accurate costumes. The Black Canary statue is about nine and a half inches tall. This is in the one-seventh scale. This is, uh, to me, a, a really fun piece. Obviously, the Bishoujo statues are designed around uh, you know, the female form and around um, alluring poses, shall we say, and Black Canary definitely has got one of those, but it's really well executed um, and uh, quite fun. So if we start with Sculpt first, one of the things that I uh, really like about this statue is that it has a base that is um, quite character-specific. Some One of the things that I have not been a fan of with some of these pieces is that the bases uh, for a while were just a black plastic, which A, shows dust really easily, but B, doesn't really add anything to the piece. But they seem to have moved away from that to a more character-specific base. And this one is really quite fun because it is a, it's just a plastic disc, but it's got a blue um, tint to it. And then it has ripples that are actually sculpted into it, which could be like 
uh, a drop in a pond, but to me I see it as like the, the sound waves of Black Canary's canary cry, so really quite fun. The These are PVC uh, sculpted plastic. One of the things that that allows the sculptor to do is to get some really fun angles of hair or costume, etc. And because of the flexible plastic that's being used, that's easier to execute and also then obviously makes it a very hard-wearing uh, piece. I mean, I wouldn't want to have a go at dropping them from a height to see what happened, but you don't need to be worrying about chipping off uh, bits. Some of the sculpting, um, if this was a polystone sculpt, then you'd be worried about breaking off bits of hair or uh, edges of jacket, etc. Uh, but there's some quite intricate sculpting here, um, not just in the, the hair, which is a bit of a you know, flowing hair is a bit of a trademark of the Bishojo statues, where character appropriate, but things like her black jacket where uh, she's in a, in a stretching pose where she's got one hand right up in the air and the other halfway up. So the jacket's a bit lifted up and you can see the little raised ripples of it, etc. One of the thing Black Canary trademarks is her fishnets. And as an action figure and statue collector, fishnets are always a, um, a poison chalice, I think, in that the the black seams that you would see at the back of a fishnet are often really poorly executed on action figures and statues where uh, they've obviously been sewn pretty roughly and then turned inside out and uh, with a, a fair bit of seam, which means that you can see a really ugly um, version of the seam at the back. These are, and that was my main uh, concern when I opened this up was what kind of state the seam was going to be in. Not that I'm going to display it with the seam showing, but still, um, you know, I'm a bit OCD about stuff. And uh, these are really nicely done. There's, they've been cut um, quite closely so that they are actually uh, a more authentic looking, a lot more aesthetically pleasing than a lot that I have seen. Um, you know, I think the fact that they've you know, gone and done and used the real fishnets is really uh, fantastic. Um, the way that they seem to have been applied here uh, underneath the the her bodice um, and then also tucked into um, her boots is really, uh, I was going to say seamless, but of course that's not correct, um, but really neat, you know, very, very nicely done. So definite thumbs up for that. Um, in terms of design choices, uh, one of my quibbles is that she's actually got the left eye closed in what kind of looks like a, a wink. She's got hair hanging over that, so it's a bit hard to see. But when you look underneath, you can clearly see the eye is um, closed, like she's winking. It's not painted on. When you look at the art that this is based on, which I assume is the Shunya Yamashita art, the wink works quite well because of the the pose, but the angle of the actual sculpt is not quite the same. And to me, it just looks weird. Um, I, I'm not a fan of, you know, if I, this is a permanent wink of, you know, a statue in, in that pose just doesn't, is not, wouldn't be my first choice of how I would want a character like this. And, and while I do think that the the Bishoujo poses obviously are built around the, the sexy um, side that more alluring um, pose. 
I, I do think that this pose is a bit awkward. She kind of looks like she's just out of bed and she's stretching. There's not a lot of, there's not enough energy in her um, arms or hands to be doing you know something active or powerful. So she just looks a bit kind of strange. Um, I, I, I still think overall it is a good piece. I'm really glad that they finally got around to doing Black Canary, but those are the two things that, you know, I would have done differently if I was in charge. Um, paint is always fantastic on these. Obviously, the PVC um, production of it makes that easy. You can see that the different pieces are cast uh, you know, individually and then put together, which means that they can cast the PVC in the colors that are required. I've never had a concern with um, paint on these particular pieces. So th this is a great addition to the DC Bishojo line. She sits really nicely next to Huntress and Zatanna and some of the other uh, characters. I love the fact that they did the two different color versions, and uh, I, I could definitely see myself picking up the other one in the future if it was on sale, uh, etc. Uh, but like I said... This is not the version I thought I would end up with, but to me it was the one that actually worked better. I just found the other one a bit uh, bright, but great use of uh, repaints to achieve something that's actually also quite comic accurate. In the same way last year that the Marvel Bishozo She-Hulk got a green She-Hulk and a red She-Hulk um, really cleverly done to give you you know, perhaps a different character or a different version of a character. Um, Dolly rating, I'm going to go an eight, and that is simply because I'm not a huge fan of the winking and not totally convinced by the pose. So I wouldn't put this up there with the very top of this line. Um, the, the original DC Bishojo Wonder Woman to me is really hard to beat still just in terms of its, uh, majesty, simplicity, and it's just, you know, it's a really beautiful, beautiful piece. Uh, but very glad to have her in the line. Um, I do have the Raven piece um, on the way, so I'm sure I'll get around to reviewing that eventually. And then at the moment, we don't have any uh, further um, DC Bishojo announcements besides uh, a new 52-looking Harley Quinn, uh, which I'm not convinced that I'll purchase at this stage. So definitely hoping that by the time San Diego Comic Con comes around that we see that there is still life in this line. They've done the a lot of the uh, A and B list female characters, but still, of course, in the, the huge DC universe, a lot that could be done, and I'm definitely hoping that we see more. So thanks for listening, and I am now going to pass you back to Ben and John uh, for them to carry on with the rest of the show. Bizarro World. Well, Red Card is our chance to make light of or poke fun or say, what the hell were they thinking? Um, <laughs> and normally it's related to toys and people selling toys and that kind of thing. And our good friend Rock Mastrangelo made a suggestion this week. Yes, he did. He did indeed. And he's brought to our attention a seller on eBay who is uh, – now, this has to be a pre-sale because they're not actually out yet. Um, these are the new NECA retro-style Hateful Eight, eight-inch figures. These are the fully clothed ones. And he is selling a full set of eight as a pre-order 
for the mere sum of three thousand US dollars. So yes, you heard that right. That is that's, obscene. Uh, that's just crazy. <laughs> so it's about four hundred and thirty dollars each, or something like that. Um, so yeah, not really sure what's going on here. There's uh, nothing sort of too untoward. Yeah, it's not like they're. I mean, he's saying that they're out of production, which is odd since you know they barely just come out of production. So yeah. I, I do. I know. Sorry, I know they're limited, but hey, I don't know if I would say <laughs> out of production. Yeah, look, I think the, the one of the reasons why, other than the fact that we love when listeners send in red card suggestions, um, but one of the ones we've taken up, the reasons we've taken this one up this week is I think this is a, a new thing that has struck eBay. You know how every couple of years there's some new fad that takes over? Uh, remember when people would sell a statue for $1, buy it now, but there would be $500 postage. Mm because then people were paying their eBay fees based on the $1 sale um, instead of, you know, uh, you know $490 plus $10 postage or something like that. And then eBay went, hey, we notice that people are doing this more and more. Now you're going to pay uh, eBay fees on both the final sale price as well as the postage as well, So which is why a lot of people stopped sending things internationally because it was costing them too much. But um, I think the new fad, and this perhaps is one of them, is people put up these action figure sets for obscene amounts of money. Uh, I've seen things like a you know a Transformers head knocker that normally goes for about fifty dollars, you know, being sold on eBay for four thousand. Uh, and I think what happens is people like us and folks that get around on forums and action figure Facebook groups and the like uh, draw attention to these auctions and say, you know, check out what this idiot is selling stuff for. And, you know, we all click on the link and laugh and say, you know, there's no way that they're going to get, you know, that much money for that item. Uh, you know, you're, you're, you're dreaming. Uh, but then we click on other items for sale and we start scrolling through to see what else they have to sell for sale. And sure enough, they might have uh, some interesting items for quite decent prices. And so I think it's, uh, I don't know, some sort of a, a lure yeah, I, you know, these go for right around $300 for the set. Um, if you go ahead and, you know, buy them, mm. um, you can actually buy them on eBay from NECA right now. It looks like, uh, for, for <laughs> that price. So, you know, I don't know what, what this person's thinking. Cause you, you actually look through other eBay listings and, uh, yeah. you can, you can see them for a better price. Um, and, and if it was like 400, you know, if retail was 300 and it was 400. I, I probably wouldn't even, this probably wouldn't even be on my radar, you know, cause that, yep. that's just somebody, hey, I made a couple bucks, you know, for my pain and suffering. Yep. Um, but this is just way, way, you know, I could even say, okay, what if they said a hundred dollars a figure and it was 800? Yeah, yeah, it'd be high, but you know, this is way above and beyond that. Um, absolutely. I mean, this would be like paying hot toys prices for <laughs> eight inch figures essentially. And, and I, yeah. I don't see anybody doing that. So. Yeah, there is a, a certain retailer who sells out of the United Kingdom and has the word book in their title. And at any one time, I think they've got about 200,000 items on eBay. It's uh, it's obviously a big thing for them. And they are notorious for having dozens of items that are, you know, a hundred times what their normal value is. And, and I think, you know, it, it works for them. I think they, they lure people in and 
people are clicking to see what other items they have and turns out they do actually have reasonable items and you know perhaps good deals on combined shipping and so yeah it's a little bit of a trope to to get people to click on them a bit of bit of clickbait i guess yeah but um even when you look at the seller's other items they only have one other item and it's not toy related right now so um i kind of wonder if they (laughs) maybe don't know quite what they're trying to get out of that yes and what the market's willing to bear so let's just say this guy is uh, one of the exceptions and is just playing crazy yeah so uh crazy guy with hateful eight for three thousand dollars um you get our red card this week and we'll be right back after this with another toy of the week the dreaded beast versus the savage hunter aliens versus predator with awesome new predators clan leader attacks with whipping dreadlocks and stalker glowing in the dark fires his spear suddenly clipping up his attack spikes the wild boar alien charges and the ferocious mother alien in her monstrous hive traps spike tail then covers him in ooze Ooze who will survive aliens versus predator queen hive playset comes with mother alien figure and ooze other figures sold separately all right, and now it is time for our third and final Toy of the Week. John, take it away. Well, I'm going to do something a little different this week. Um, I'm looking at the Hospital Door building block set from McFarland's Walking Deadline. Um, I got this, I think this just came out maybe this year, late last 2015. So this is a, you know, a, a block set. Um, you know, they come boxed. Uh, I don't know. Do you guys, you guys have these there, I'm sure. Don't you? I, I haven't seen them myself. I'm pretty sure, well, actually, no, I take that back. Uh, yes, I, I think I have actually seen them at my local comic shop. Okay. Um, these are actually at Walmart here, and so I got this set for twelve ninety nine. which, you know, I'd, I'd been looking at these for a while, and I'd been kind of curious as to what kind of sets they were and, you know, what the quality was, the brick quality and that kind of thing. Um, so that kind of finally hit the the sweet spot for me of a set that I was interested in and one that um you know kind of was at the right price range. I, I like the, uh, the there's a governor set with all the fish tanks and stuff and um, mm, that, that's that, right. you know that set was kind of cool but it was it was a little pricey for what it was. So this one kind of finally hit. Um, like I said, it's boxed and you open up the box. It's very similar to Lego and it's got a little instruction book and all sorts of little plastic baggies in it. So. Um, you know, it's much like Lego. I don't know if I'd call it collector friendly. I mean, I guess you can undo all the bricks and shove them back in the box if you want. But, <laughs> um, I don't know that I'd call it collector friendly uh, as much as uh, um, anything else. Uh, if you're unfamiliar, this is from the they, they actually went way back because most of their sets have been more recent. Um, this one is from the very first episode and it's when Rick wakes up in the hospital and kind of walks out of the room and he sees this couple of doors, set of double doors and they're chained together and they say, uh, don't open dead inside. And, <laughs> and this is kind of a, a takeoff of that scene. So, um, you know, we're, we're seeing Rick in a hospital gown and there's a couple of doors at the end and, uh, all sorts of disastrous, uh, debris in the hospital, uh, is, is falling down around him. So, um, I can't remember how many bricks this is. It's 112 pieces. So, um, you know, I don't know how that figures with a Lego set or not, but, uh, you know, the bricks are Lego sized. I will say that they, they actually will snap together with a Lego. Um, in case you're wondering about that, um, they've, Hmm, instead of having a hallway, it's actually just 
you know, the doors at the end and, and one wall. Um, there's actually another little door there. Uh, the, one of the things I was interested in about this was um, the Rick figure, because uh, I wanted to kind of see what those little minifigures were like, because you can get those blind bagged as well. Um, yeah. And, you know, it, it looks like a McFarlane figure when you get it out, a very tiny McFarlane figure, to be honest. Um, I was kind of surprised because I, I thought those would be in one piece, but they're actually like his legs were separate and his arms were separate and his head was separate, which kind of surprised me. I, I didn't expect that. And when you're putting them together, the it's very stiff to put together. And I don't know if that's the paint because he has like a wash, you know, he's a McFarlane figure. So of course he has to have a wash over him of, of some sort. Um, and I don't know if that wash kind of, makes that pig a little tacky or, you know, it's gotten into the, the hole and has, has made it a little smaller or what, but it, it was very hard to get him together. Um, the head on him, he has a beard cause you know, he just woke up in the hospital and Rick had a big beard when he woke up. Um, it's very tiny, very, you know, it's like grain of rice size. <laughs> I, I actually didn't, it, it, I was worried because, um, the bag that the body was in did not have the head in it. And so I had to look around all these other bags and it took me a while to finally figure out what bag the head was in. Um, but I did. And, and the head actually fit on like best out of everything. The, the weird thing is, is the back leg has a, um, like a, the back foot has like a claw thing sculpted out of it and flesh tone. And that fits on a peg on the set. So, uh, yeah, you can stand up because they have very, very tiny, you know, feet. Unlike a, a Lego figure, um, you know, these figures are actually little miniature people. They're, they're not stylized at all. So they, they actually are human scale and, um, you know, the smaller they get, obviously their feet and stuff don't, you know, won't hold a figure that size up. So, um, I think that's why they did that. They actually included like a little plastic piece that he's supposed to clip onto. And I could not getting him to stand on his own was very, very difficult. So, um, you know, take that for what you will. I, I, I was thinking that when I bought this set, I'd, it'd probably either make me want to go out and buy more, or it would make me want to go at least buy a couple of the figure packs. And I don't know. I just, it, it didn't. Um, and, and more on that in a little bit. Uh, I actually reviewed this on, on TV and film toys and I've got some pictures up there and I've got one of Rick standing next to a, a Lego guy. Um, <laughs> just, just so you can kind of get the scale, you know, idea and the style. Uh, like I said, though, the set is mainly rubble. Um, one thing about this set is, you know, compared to a Lego set is everything's like finished off detailed. So mm. you, you don't, unless you're looking at the backside, which isn't, you know, it, it's intended to be seen from one direction and, yeah. and you don't see any open studs or anything on it. You know, it, it's completely, everything's covered up, um, with, with some kind of finishing detail. Uh, you know, the doors, the doors, at the end are obviously the selling point and, um, they have the, the don't open, you know, dead inside. Um, I was kind of surprised by some of the other detail cause I didn't remember the scene as clearly as what I thought. And so I actually went and, uh, with the new season starting, they were re-showed the episode. And, uh, so I actually DVR'd it just to, to watch for the, the, the scene so I could see it. And, and some of that details there, like the, the cafeteria sign, I didn't remember 
those doors being a cafeteria doors, but, but that signs there and mm. it's on screen. Um, there's a, like I said, a, in the wall section that's there, there's another door and that's there. But then, um, there's some other stuff like there's a, a rail that runs along the wall. And I actually believe that was from a, uh, web series. So they've, they've kind of combined, uh, a couple of sources here. Um, when you look at the doors themselves, they have a bunch of arms and stuff sticking out of them in the actual episode. It's more like, uh, just the fingers. You, you don't see whole arms coming out of the doors. So, um, it's a little, you know, little different than, than depending on where you see it. I, I think in that web series, they, it was more like this. Um, but in the actual episode, you just saw little fingers coming through the doors. So now, um, like I said, this is a building set and like I said, it, it, everything's finished off. So it's a little different than a Lego set. I will have to say this is the most frustrated I've ever been putting a building block set together. Oh no. Um, the instructions are Lego style where they show you, you know, kind of, Hey, you've used this many bricks and you use them here, you know, and, and it's all picked picture, uh, based. And th there was one corner piece where, um, it said that there were two required for the step. I didn't see that. And I built it up and I thought, oh, okay, I move on to this step. And I got the whole, I got to the top of the wall and I'm like, I don't have enough pieces to do what they're saying to do. And I realized I had missed one of those corner blocks oh, and I had to take a whole wall apart. Um, it, it's, it was little things like that in the instructions I thought were maybe not quite as clear as they could be. Um, the, the floor tiles, the, the one that he stands on, um, that has the peg coming up out of it. Uh, that's obviously a unique tile, but they don't tell you that they just call it a floor tile and all the same piece. Right. And so, you know, you kind of don't get that idea of, um, Hey, this one goes here or whatever, you know, this, this is the spot for this specific tile or, and I, I suppose it wouldn't have to be, but, um, you know, it kind of makes the most sense overall. Um, the other thing with the floor tiles is there's one that actually has, actually, I think there's two, but, um, one specific one has blood splatter on it and it actually matches up with a block in the wall so that you can, um, it looks like the, you know, the blood hit in the corner. So the, mm -hmm. it kind of goes from the wall to the, um, to the tile and it, it goes together to form one thing. Well, I didn't know that when I was putting the tile pieces on. So I had it in a different spot on the floor. And I also didn't realize there was one on the wall because, um, I had it flipped upside down on my desk. So <laughs> I didn't realize there was actually a, a blood tile on you know, a blood block, um, in there. So I didn't realize that. And I got about halfway up my wall and I had this weird half, half of a blood splotch with, you know, a straight line, you know, at the bottom of the brick. And so I realized after that, I was like, oh, those two actually go together. So I had to take everything back apart to put that together. Um, it would have been nice with the, because the, the pictures and the, the instructions are just drawings. Um, mm -hmm. th they don't represent the paint on anything. Uh, so you don't see that, which, which is kind of frustrating. Every brick in this set has like a wash on it as well. So, um, you know, I, I think, from that, it's kind of nice. It's kind of not nice, you know, cause it's, it's definitely not generic, but that blood spot that really frustrated me to no end. Um, because the tiles, you know, Lego tiles, they kind of have like a little edge on them that you can kind of get your finger under, 
and, yeah. and pull them off if you put them on a base plate. These don't have quite that same amount of edge. And once I got it on there, it was really hard to get it back off. Um, mm. so that was kind of, kind of frustrating as well. Um, you know, this, this whole set, it, I, I was hoping that, you know, I obviously knew what I was getting and I saw the arms. I was like, Oh yeah, that's cool. Um, all those arms are one piece that come out of that door. Yeah, I did wonder. And if you, you actually look, I've got a picture from the backside. I think you can kind of see it's just a piece of rubber. Um, and, and so there's no body or anything behind it. There's actually supposed to be another piece that they're stuck into. I could not make that work. Um, I could not get them to stick to that piece and fit in the door. So, uh, there might be a trick to it. I don't know what it is. Um, but getting those arms in the door was the next most frustrating thing for me because they did not, um, want to get in there and you could see where the hands were meant to be kind of gripping the edge of the door. Mm. And you could see these fingers were kind of, you know, sculpted to fit that, that edge and, I could not get them to line up real easy. Um, if you if you do get this set and you're building it, I would recommend doing that um, before you kind of build the rest of the stuff up around the door. Don't don't do it in the order that they say in the instructions. Actually, try and get that that done as soon as you can, um, just because yeah, I think it'd be easier um, to do. Yeah. You know, I, I was, I was kind of talking to IC robots about this a little bit and, um, on, on Twitter the other day and it's a build block set, but you know, like a Lego set normally has some kind of action feature or something in it. And, and you kind of think, Oh, well, that's neat. Or, um, you know, it's, it's got Lego sets always seem to have those little extras here. You're getting exactly that picture that's on the box. Yeah. You know, you're not getting anything extra, which like I was hoping for maybe an extra little zombie or something packed in, I'm sorry, Walker or something packed in, but, but they didn't do that here. Um, it actually turns in the end, it feels more like a model kit that you're building rather than a building block set. Mm. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. It does. And I, I think one of the things I've noticed based on, you know, your pretty cool pictures on, um, TV and film toys is that, if you really didn't know and you were just seeing those shots, um, you'd be hard-pressed to know that this actually came in pieces. You yeah. know, I, I would almost think it was a little diorama that you moved a few figures around in. And that's really how it feels when you get it built, you know. Um, so you kind of wonder, well, wait a minute, what's the building block aspect of this? Because when, when I buy like a Lego set, I mean, do I ever build it different than what, um, the instructions say probably not, you know, like I've got the double decker couch here in front of me and I'm not going to, you know, take that apart to make something cool for him. I could. And I think mm. that's always kind of the appeal to, to Lego is you kind of look at those bricks and you can go, well, I could change this or I could do this or, or, or whatever. But, but here, you know, we've got like ceiling tiles coming down and stuff. You're never going to be able to use those bricks, you know, unless you're building a burnt out building, but you know, there's no other way you can build this set. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, it, it really is like a little diorama and it, it's not much more than that when, when you get finished. Um, you know, it's not like you can add on to it. It's, it, it doesn't really lend itself to, Oh, Hey, we're going to build the whole hospital, you know? And, and I know their prison set. You can actually do that with, you can stack up the prison cells and, you know, make a larger prison. But, um, I, I just, I, it, it didn't have the appeal that like a Lego set does to me. 
mm-hmm. where you know, hey, I built this. It's fun. I got the, I got this little f- extra feature or something in it that that you know, hey, I can display it this way or I can display it that way or, you know, I, I can swap this out and it's it's something different. And, and I don't know what they would have done, but it just seems like it needed a little extra to make it a building set and make it worth it to me. Hmm. So, you know, I was, I was pretty harsh on it on the site just because mainly because of my frustrations in building it. It looks cool. It, it definitely looks like a McFarland piece. I mean, there's some really cool detail in there, like the little exit sign that's on the wall. And, you know, like I said, it's McFarland. So everything has got a heavy, pretty heavy wash on it. So the detail kind of pops, but, um, you know, overall, I think I got to give it a, um, I'm going to go seven out of 10 dollies. I could probably even go okay. six out of 10, but I, I wanted a building block set. I didn't want a little miniature diorama. Mm, yeah. Yep. Fair enough. Fair enough. Do you think though, that if you came across some of the other sets and maybe they were on sale or something like that, you'd be tempted or do you think like this is the, the last you've seen of this? I don't know. I mean, it would have to be a pretty heavy sale. I mean, <laughs> it would have to be something that I really wanted that scene of. Um, and more likely, it wouldn't be Walking Dead. It'd be maybe the the Game of Thrones ones once they finally hit shelves in some kind of quantity. Mm. Um, you know, if I saw those on clearance, maybe uh, if it was the right scene. But I mean, this is a cool little scene. It, it's it's recognizable. I mean, I, I appreciate that. But um, yeah, I just I I don't know. I if I wanted to build a diorama, I'd build a diorama. I don't know that I would necessarily want to do with building block. Yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. All right. Well, thank you, sir. Uh, very interesting indeed. And that was our final toy of the week for this episode. And uh, we'll come back after this break with some feedback and wrap things up. Well, before we finish off each episode, we have feedback to share with you from our listeners. And if you want to be one of those people, you can send in your comments, suggestions, questions, or anything else. Uh, feel free to email us at podcast at actionfigureblues.com. And, you know, we might even read it out, just like John's going to do with this next one. Uh, yes, I am. And this is from uh, Twitter, and it's from fan of the show Figure Fan Zero. Um, which he's a pretty cool guy. I, I, t- I talk to him occasionally on Twitter, so he's a pretty cool guy. But he says, uh, at AF Blues, he says, name that. It's the Lather and Shave Ken doll. This is going back, um, to the one. 207, I believe. Uh, <laughs> he says, Scott, how did you not know that? LOL. Um, Why do you know that? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I, I don't know if he was as serious about it as uh, Eddie was. You know, I, I don't know if uh, Figure Fan Zero was wanting one as a kid and like Eddie. Um, maybe they could start a collector's club of the, the Lather and Shave Ken doll fans. Uh, lather and Shave anything. Well, I don't know about maybe that. it's a genre we don't know about. Yeah, maybe. Shaving action figures. <laughs> Frightening. Frightening indeed. Oh, we well, yeah. could get the uh, Yak from uh, Ren and Stimpy. Oh, true. Yeah. That'd be all right. Yeah. Never did get that log action figure. Oh, man. Those are cool. 
Mm. I regret not mm. getting those. Those were Palisades, weren't they? I don't recall. Didn't Palisades do the log ones? Hmm. All right. We also got one from Dean Schaefer, and uh, Dean says, seriously, Scotty has the best laugh. <laughs> I I suspect that uh, that may be from last week's uh, name that, or maybe even the week before. I, I don't know. Could have been all the your, your mama jokes from last week. Oh, uh, yeah. Or the mutant babies thing. It certainly that got out of control. Me. That one killed me. That's <laughs> right. Uh, indeed. Indeed. All right. Well, it's been a pleasure, sir. Well, it's been fun. It's been fun. It's it been quiet. Been. So. Yes. Yeah, it's amazing how fast when just have, you know, two professionals that we get through a show. Yeah. And we even stopped a couple of times. Mm, we did indeed. <laughs> Good old Skype. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, uh, thank you very much for your company, faithful listener. We will uh, catch up and do this again next week. See you later. Bye. The Action Figure Blues podcast can be found on iTunes and Stitcher Radio and downloaded direct at actionfigureblues.com by clicking on the podcast tab. If you do listen to us on iTunes, please take a moment to leave a positive rating and review. We also have an active fan forum at afbforum.com where you can join in with all of the hosts of the podcast and many other collectors to discuss news, new releases, old lines, and engage in trades and sales in a safe community. Please join us there. While you're at actionfigureblues.com, please don't forget to check out our sponsors like Mike's Comics and Stuff, ShelfLife.net, and the Pop Culture Superstore, who help keep our site running. You can also find us on Twitter at AFBlues and on our Facebook page at facebook.com forward slash actionfigureblues. Thanks for listening. Tonight, our toys of the week are the NECA Alien Series 3 Dog Alien, the Kotobukiya DC Bishoujo Black Canary Statue, and the McFarland Dead. McFarland Dead. And the McFarland, <laughs> the, McFarland the Walking Dead Hospital Doors Building Set. <laughs> the Hospital Doors from the Walking Dead Building. Are you okay? Man down, man down. <laughs> oh, good. Okay. Five, four. Was that your forehead on the microphone? Or? Oh, it's my, my phone was um, hanging off the side of the desk and I, uh, I bumped it. <laughs> okay. Just wanted to make sure you're okay. In five, four, three.